We're back, episode 28 of Built for Better. Today's the first podcast I've done in a long time sitting in the office, uh, but I had one of my coaches, Kelly Jarrick, in. Uh, Kelly's actually the new head coach of LTF, which is really exciting, uh, and it was really good to have her in uh, to do a podcast. She's quite nervous, uh, but she'd done really well. Uh, I really enjoyed this chat. But before we get into it, let's roll the intro. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy spinning a pace for every hour of waste. I need an escape to send to me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door. But times of currency, I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude. But this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes. Here we are. First podcast I've done in the office for a long time. We've all been via Zoom lately. How you going? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Luke. What, um... What's been filling in your days over this COVID period? Um, well, to start with, it was homeschooling. So uh, that took up a fair bit of my time running between the three kids, uh, trying to solve algebra problems and then, yeah, to the other extreme of uh, spelling. Um, so, yeah, that, that's taken up a fair bit of time and then just trying to help out a bit on the farm. Yeah, and how, how did you find that, the like homeschooling process do you think the kids got much out of it oh maybe to start with or for the younger kids like um maybe to start with there was a bit of novelty involved in it so um you know they were happy to set up their little study station and work through their workbooks but then you know the distractions just started creeping in um you know you'd walk away from them and find them doing something else they were, you know whatever you know barbies or, or whatever um all had to be pretty strict with his um so Year yeah seven like starts to get a little bit more serious there yeah yeah um and then as far like i was sort of sitting over his shoulder a lot of the time just trying to you know so i could help when i needed to and be across what he um what he was doing but he he handled it pretty well and um yeah i'm really proud of how hard he worked on it yeah while it was going. And they're all back to school now. Yes, yes. Thank that goodness. That would have been a relief. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's the kids, they just need that place to go to to learn. Like it's homes just, for my guys anyway, I know it's worked for a lot of people um, the other way, but for my guys, I think just having a place to go to, do their schoolwork, um, they know that's where they're going to do um, their work and yeah, it just gets done. Whereas at home, too many distractions. But I know myself, like if I'm not set up working in the office, I just get distracted as well. Yeah. So it could only be worse for a kid. Oh, that's right. And you know, why can't we have you know an hour of recess and then an hour lunch and you know, then oh, I don't really want to go back to work and yeah, yeah. And how did you deal with that yourself? Did you get a little bit frustrated at times or you? Oh yeah, like yeah. I know a lot of um, obviously. Um, the mums that I talk to, like, pretty frustrated and beat up on themselves. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, tough time. De- definitely. Like, just ch- trying to make sure they get the work done and you're getting all these conflicted messages about how important it is or no, just relax and enjoy it. So I guess um, I tried to go down the middle of those two paths, like, when they were working on the, on their work, great. But when they weren't, you know, don't get don't beat yourself up about that. You know, they're learning life lessons if they're out making muffins or they're, you know, out running around together. So, yeah, it, it at times was quite stressful, but I think we did did it okay. Hopefully heading back to a bit more normality. 
Yeah, yeah. Routine's good. Yeah, 100%. And I think kids love routine too. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it just, yeah, it works. They've got some structure. They know the rules. Um, you know, they know the rules of school. And when they come home, they can relax and just enjoy, enjoy being home. Yeah, nice. Let's rewind a little bit. Tell us about what you were like at school, what your upbringing was like, and how you got into health and fitness. You've been into it ever since you left school, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm a condo girl, born and bred. Um, mum and dad and two sisters. I'm, I'm the eldest of the three of us. Um, always loved my sport, always doing something, swimming, netball, um, any sports team I could be part of. Um, at school, I was I was part of it. Um, um, you know, had mum driving me all over the countryside to to participate in in those activities, and she was always a, a really good supporter, and probably cost thousands, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars driving me all over the place. Um, you don't understand either. Do oh no, like? no, just yeah, just take me to parks for soccer or you know like and you've never played it before or but you you just yeah you love it so and you want to be involved in the, and they just support you no matter what yeah it's a it's a something that i look at now with the boys and it's kind of like going to grenfell for junior rugby league they'll be in the under sevens which is the first up you'll be leaving town at like 6 a.m like yeah not exactly how you want to spend your weekend. No, I've that's a few yeah. years, but and we're we're the same now with the kids, and you just think of not only the cost in dollars, but the cost in your time when you're busy. Yeah, of you know travel and taking you to sports and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's a it's a big commitment, and we, we've found particularly sort of last year with Ollie. He sort of went into the year going, you know, it's last year of primary school, I'm going to have a go at everything, which was great. And I'm like, yeah, this is great, mate. Awesome. And then he's, you know, he's trying out for sports he's never played before and we're taking, you know, all this time off school and going, oh, we need to find a, a balance there. <laughs> we need to find a balance. Yeah, the days off school to go, you know, yeah. play cricket and play soccer and play anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so all through sport, uh, school I... I Played sport, loved my PE. Couldn't understand why anyone would want to like skip PE or not not participate. Did you, you know. like the theory side of PE as well? Um, yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, and because sort of it's all not what aspects. you expect initially when you sign up for PE. Like it's pretty in depth, isn't it? No, yeah, it is. And I think I, you know, at times I was probably looking out the window at the SLR, which is like the full practical side of PE, going, oh, why can't we be out? <laughs> You know, why they get to play so much but um you know it was definitely interesting learning about the human body and um everything that goes along with you know physical education and did you finish year 12 yeah yep went all the way through to year 12 um and then decided i'd um apply for university and then end up in bathurst at charles sturt uni how was that yeah cold. yeah cold de- yeah definitely gosh we are we're always, um, or I've always been under, like just underestimate the cold. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed, enjoyed uni. Um, and you know, I was doing a bit of work in a bar there to sort of help get through. But again, my parents were my 
major supporters um, there. Um, I was sort of traveling backwards and forwards. Um, so, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't totally um, delve into the, the uni life. Like, definitely sp- spent um, uh, many social outings at the uni bar <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, as you do when you're young. You're sort of burning the candle at both ends. You know, you're working pretty hard. Well, I thought I was working pretty hard and then playing pretty hard too. Again, playing lots of, uh, lots of sport. Um, I found myself playing rugby while I was at uni. There would have been um, a bit of travelling with that too. Yeah, yeah, there there was. Um, would have been most a good times time. we had three. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, it was a good time. Um, what position were you? I I think I started in like second row and then went to like the number eight position. Yeah, pretty horrid then. Second row, yeah. And scrum. Yeah, no, it was. I must say, I didn't really enjoy that aspect. Um, but yeah, it was you know. You know, rugby, it's a cruise, usually a crazy bunch, lots yeah. of fun. Yeah, um, Melissa said to me, like, I think it was last year, if you're going to go and play again, make sure you do it now. And I was like, no, nah, it's not fun if you're not going out every Saturday night to play, and I don't want to be doing that. Yeah, and I think you just get to a point where you just go, oh, I just, I don't need. Yeah, 100%. I don't need that anymore. And what did you study at uni? Um, I studied exercise science, Um Oh, human movement and major and exercise science. Yeah, yeah, would have been major. very, very in depth, no doubt, and tough at times. I have to say yes. Yeah, though Alan would probably say no because there was at times my work workload was like I might have had seven hours of classes for the week. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, that they don't shovel in more and make the degree less. Oh, like, for sure. Just drag it over four years, but you only do seven hours at some. Yeah, point. like and it wasn't always like that, but there was one semester where it was it was almost a joke how little work you were doing. Um, but you know, there was all these assessments and assignments and yeah. lots of lots of work in the background going on. Um, yeah, but you could definitely wrap it up a hell of a lot quicker. And what did you do once you finished uni? So back to condo. Um, yeah, back to, back to condo. And a bit of everything. The pool, um, bar work. Um, I think I picked up a bit of casual work at the gym. Um, so, yeah. Who was running the gym then? Uh, Trent Belief. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a bit of casual work. There, so yeah, lots, lots of juggling, which I liked. Like it was, it was good to be sort of doing a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you, was your first like full-time job in the health and fitness, you got the manager role at the gym? Yeah. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. And how many years did you run the gym for? Um, oh, 13 or 14, I think. Yeah. Maybe that was my total time since being employed there. But somewhere around that. Like, definitely over 10 years as the manager, yeah. Yeah, and obviously loved it. I did. I did. Like, that was my, my dream job. I, you know, that's what I always pictured myself doing, running running a gym. Um, maybe not in condo. I sort of had this, I don't know why, because I'm not really a beachy sort of person, but I always had this idea of being on the coast 
working in a gym. But um, that that sort of got sidetracked when I hooked up hooked up with a farmer. Say, marry a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a positive though. So <laughs> I, I'm yeah, and I love condo. So yeah, so that was my dream job. Loved it. Um, yeah. What were Life some of your sweet. main learnings in that 13 years? Like what were some of the big takeaways? Oh, gosh. Um, big takeaways. So I, I love what I was – loved the job, um, loved interacting with the people. Back I've, then – sorry to jump yeah. over you. Back then there was only one option if you wanted to go to a gym in town. Like the gym was it. Yeah, yeah. So I sort of like when I look back on it – it was sort of starting something like, and it felt like it wasn't really the cool thing to do either. Like, you know, the pub was the cool thing, which, which is totally almost flipped now. Like it's, you know, everyone's rather be at the gym rather than be at the pub. So that, and that's great. But I like, I guess, and I didn't realize at the time, but I guess, you know, it, it wasn't the cool thing at the time, but it was the only place. Um, so I didn't have a lot of, um, I guess just being young too, didn't, sort of have a lot of support or um, a lot of other people to bounce ideas off or grow ideas. So, um, again, looking back now, it's sort of just really growing very slowly, the ideas that I had um, at the time. And you did a lot of classes. Like, was that your first time that you were up up on stage in front of people, like, doing classes? Um, or had you done I that think... somewhere else before? Oh, gosh, where did classes start? I don't think I had been. I don't think I'd even done aqua to then. I'm not sure. I've got a terrible memory. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not sure. But I'd, I'd loved going to classes when I was at uni. Like, that's probably where yeah. um, I'd really found a love for that group environment and just the energy you get off other people and off the instructors. So I really loved, um, and the music, the group, yeah, loved that group and loved being up in front of, like, you know, guiding a group of people, which is funny because I hate actually getting in front of a group of people and actually just talking. That would have been something that wouldn't have been done in condo before. It, it may have, but, like, a few of the ladies would occasionally go, oh, remember when such and such was doing classes? So I think there were a few, but um, maybe not as um, routinely or, or even professionally. Like, it was more just a group of people just getting together and someone had a love of step or a love of aerobics and they just sort of threw something together. Um, but, yeah, just probably the first time it's sort of been formalised. Yeah. Yeah. And what about um, you ran a few challenges and things like that? You would have seen like over 13 years, a few people get some really good, good results and like lots of people really, I guess, change the direction of where their life was heading. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we were sort of doing challenges off the back of The Biggest Loser and... 12 week know, challenges. Yeah. Like oh, I remember doing one. Yeah. Too, too long. <laughs> <laughs> and they gradually shrunk. You just have good prize money too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that was something, um, yeah, definitely positive and I'm pretty proud of doing, like, and bringing that and sort of creating that locally. Um, yeah, and there were some amazing results. Um, 
And most of the time, you know, they were getting these results on, on their own as far as setting their own training um, and what, you know, what they ate and things like that. Like we were giving them sort of limited um, information around that. Um, but I'd sort of thought, you know, people are so busy, let them structure their own workout, um, providing advice when they needed it and obviously the facility. But, yeah, so there was some really, really good results come out of out of that. Yeah, and obviously when that all finished up, did you go straight into doing your own sort of classes or you had a bit of a break for a while? When I finished at the gym? Yeah. Yeah, so when I when I finished at the gym, I, I, um, I took a break. Yeah. I, um, I guess leading up to being made redundant, I, I had fallen out of love a little bit with it. Yeah. Um, Did you notice that in the time when you were doing it that you weren't as enjoying it as yeah? Yeah. So it wasn't so I didn't it like wasn't the the clients or anything like that. I, I think it was just the paperwork and the red tape and the hoops you had to jump through and and the budget and all these things. Um, that was the same as me at Essential. Like obviously I got the sack, so I didn't have a choice. Um, but I just I, used to hate the paperwork. Like to do any job just took that long to actually do it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was reporting to council every month. Um, anytime you want to do something, you've got to, you know, obviously submit a plan. Um, the budget was really tight. Um, and, and I had, yeah, I just got no, like 10 plus years, I'd just fallen out of love a little bit. And I, and I do remember like it was the end of the year going into the Christmas break and I thought, right, I need to have a really good think about what I want to do. Do I want to come back and sort of invest a bit more time in education and, and really grow my love for it again? Or do I just need to look elsewhere? do something else and I obviously decided the first because uh, I thought, right I'm gonna stick this out I'm gonna um, focus and like a lot of the education I've been doing was around the business side of things which just wasn't my passion so coming back thing okay right I'm gonna do a bit more about um, a bit more on the other side and then just to be told right sorry but uh, you don't have a job again. That was a bit gut wrenching, really, to to be honest. And it took it took a while to get over that um, because, again, it was sort of my identity that had been taken away too. Like I was Kelly, I was the manager of the gym, fitness. That was me. So I had to just, yeah, I had to take some time off and just. Again, just reevaluate what I wanted to do. And in that period, how many kids did you have? Oh, so while I was at the council, I'd had three kids. So that that was def- like that was great as far as that part of the job went. I had my three children. I was able to take maternity leave each yeah. and every time. Um, there were definitely aspects of the job and the position that were that were awesome. Yeah. Um, when I came back, I was able to negotiate less hours. Um, but it had just got to the point where I just the balance wasn't wasn't there. Yeah. And how long has it been since you've been out of the gym? Oh, I think it was 2016. It's about the same time that we had the floods, so that was something else on top of. So four years. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 
I could be out by a year. But, um, yeah, so I took – I took a, definitely, like, it was a year. Um, I did a bit more study. Um, what did you study in that time? Well, I did, I did my PT certificate. What, what was the go there? Like, it just didn't – like, did you have to do that or – No, I just, I just felt like I hadn't – I just needed to refresh my skills and my knowledge. And it might not have been the right – I was going to say how much course to do. <laughs> might not have been the right course to do, but um, I did. Yeah, I just felt like I needed to do something in that time, and it's quite yeah. ridiculous what you like, what you learn in that PT course, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's easy to see why some people don't have. Um, Oh, what is it? Don't have sort of a a good experience in the industry because you can become qualified quite easily with very little knowledge. Yeah, well, and PTs in Sydney are kind of hundred plus bucks an hour. Yeah, for a PT, probably more pushing one fifty, and you're coming out the back of a six week course that essentially teaches you not much about personal training. No, no, that's that's right. So, like, you'd like to think they have some form of, I guess, training history themselves, which would kind of, you know, but you're still only banking it off what you've experienced yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you did your PT ticket. Yeah. And then you started doing some more classes. Yeah, and then I sort of um, set myself up to do my pump classes, which I, I love. Um, I love that social interaction. I love. And do you reckon you still have the love just because of the Bathurst time when you walked in and you fell in love with doing it yourself? Yeah, and yeah, and just it. the fe- how you feel. Yeah, like, just, yeah, just that feeling. Moving to music, you just can't beat it. Like, I, if I'm feeling down or horrible, like, just put some music on. Or, or I could walk into a pump class and be feeling a bit flat, like, you know, maybe the kids have been really horrible yeah. or you just had a really bad day and you just go, oh. But I, you know every time you walk out of the class, you, you're going you're gonna to be right. Head's clear and, and away you go. That's the same with most forms of exercise, though. Mm. You can be in a bad mood, not feel like doing it. Like I know myself now, like doing this challenge, like doing a walk every day and a gym session every day. Some days I don't want to go and do it, but like when I get back from that walk, I feel really good. Or when I get back from that gym session, like you're like glad you did it. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just got to find what you love. Yeah. What, um, what works for you. And you've been training at LTF. I just was trying to get it up on the computer. It's about 12 months now. Oh, August or July, June? Yeah, righto. Yep. Yeah. So that goes around pretty quick too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, Yeah, so I think, you know, Al was probably the instigator to getting me back into another. Yeah, he'd done a few crony sessions. And did he do any sessions before? I think he just started started going mainstream. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he, he was he was feeling like he could spread his wings a little bit more and uh, and he could yeah jump into the big pond so yeah and he was going i think actually i'd had a, a cancelled pump class something yeah my numbers were down or something for that time so i went right let's go because i really hadn't 
felt like stepping back inside another facility, really, to yeah. be honest. Bad experience, but, I guess. Does oh, like, I just, know, you know. I, bad time before. Yeah. And what about, um, how have you enjoyed the style of training? Like, would have been quite, like, at times, no doubt, you would have done some stuff similar, but would have been pretty different to anything that you've done? Yeah, de- definitely. Like, I, I yeah, um, s- starting back out, like, I felt pretty confident in my abilities, but there were just some of the, the power moves that, like, pumps very controlled and very structured, Um and Pump just very tempo related. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just coordinating some of those power moves, those explosive moves sort of made me go, oh, okay. This doesn't quite feel natural, but I think it, well, it probably took, you know, two or three months, but now, like, I'm really, and I enjoy it from day dot, really. But and now. Squatting and deadlifting and stuff, had you done much of that in the past? Yeah. 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 I love, loved all, loved those moves. Um, yeah. 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 And then I'm actually not exactly sure how long you've been coaching now, but... Well, I think it was, was August, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So and I each, think I said... I guess uh, from August to now, like, slowly progressed along to more and more sessions, which has been good. What's yeah. what have you enjoyed about coaching it? Um, I, I, I love the community. I, I love the clients. Um... I love being able to turn up, deliver a program and, you know, just focus all your attention on, on the clients. So, um, you know, modifying what, what needs to be modified, um, scaling it back when we need to, you know, just helping people get through a workout and, and feel like they've accomplished something at the end. Very similar, I guess, to like a pump session in regards to leading it, but very different in regards to the way it's run. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like um, you're still the person, I guess, or, or at times still front and centre, sort of delivering that motivation um, and those cues and, and correcting technique, but um, more freedom in being able to sort of really go along individually um, and assist where needed, like, you know, clients – you know, obviously there's clients that have been trained there forever and they know exactly what they're doing and, and you can, and you don't always have to be there holding their hand. Um, but, yeah, just being able to assist where you can. Yeah. Obviously we spoke about before like how the gym wasn't really, um, I guess, the thing to do like the pub was mm. where nowadays the, like, the gyms are coming a little bit more regular. Yeah. Like how beneficial do you think like this, I guess, style of training? Well, not style of training, but getting the opportunity to train every day like would have been? Would have been? Yeah. Oh, look, there, there would have been definitely people that would have embraced that and um, yeah, they, they, but, you know, there's still a lot of people that are resistant to to even just exercise and its value yeah, you know, physically or, or even mentally. Like, um, but I think there's a lot of, definitely a lot of value in this small group training where you're going along, it's in a group session, but you're still getting individualized um, attention. Um, it's got all those pros of, of group exercise. Um, 
Yeah. I think a lot of people, like, it can be quite daunting going into, like, a, a gym to start us, but it can be quite daunting to come into, like, a place like we've got to where there's still, like, a group environment. But uh, there's a lot of power in doing it with other people and, like, you would have seen it as well, like someone seeing someone else do something gives them the power that then they can do it themselves. Whereas if you were to see it on, you know, Facebook, for instance, and then go to the gym, like you're probably less inclined to try it because you haven't seen anyone of your ability or fitness level kind of do it. Yeah, yeah. Look, when you're in the gym, like I always tell people, no one's worried about what you're doing. You just do your own thing. And... And to a certain degree, that's right. But also, you do there is you know you are in this group environment, and it is good to see someone next to you doing the same thing, or maybe a little bit more, and and to know that you know whatever level that they're at, you know you can get to that level, or or maybe you're starting um, above them, and you you know you can give them some encouragement because that's where you started. Like there is still that camaraderie um, between participants yeah for sure for sure i think like it's evolved a lot in the last 10 to 15 years like it's going to be interesting to see what the next 10 to 15 years are like you know crossfit was only just getting born kind of 10 to 15 years ago like f45s and everything had come on the scene and they've boomed and they're kind of on a bit of a downward spiral a little bit now numbers wise and yeah i um, think there's sort of a bit of a circular pattern to it as well like you know yeah, it is always evolving, but it often goes back to those older style training programs. They pop pop up every now and then, and um, at the basis of it, like there's basic moves and, and fundamentals that are always going to be there. It's just what spin gets put on it as we go along. Yeah, like I guess more than ever, like I'm trialing this kind of programming now that is really old school that's kind of making its swing back in that most people wouldn't have seen. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's coming. (laughs) No, we haven't seen it yet. I've I've yet to bring it in. (laughs) I've just been trialing it myself in this Corona period, but I'm getting some really good results with it. So there's always something new, like you can never be content or you can never think you, you own the show, you know, like there's always, can always learn innovation and, like learning more and pairing it differently and yeah adding tempo adding different yeah just mixing it up yeah for sure and um just coming on in an even bigger role with ltf you're gonna be head coach how do you feel about that oh i'm I'm excited a little nervous but excited to uh to to get even more involved um to try and share my knowledge um, further with coaches and and clients. Um, Yeah, just take that step up. And at the start of the year, you kind of took on um, some consultations and stuff. So like all our clients, we do regular consults with. Um, What have you enjoyed about that or what's been your biggest, I guess, learnings with that? Um, I really enjoy it to start with. I I like supporting um, our clients in their individual journey because it is very individual. Everyone's sort of on their own path and um, perhaps what works for one isn't going to work for someone else and everyone's got their own circumstances that they're, they're dealing with in a day-to-day life. So I really enjoy 
um, supporting clients in that in that capacity, um, working with them to to find solutions to to problems, or not even problems, but just just finding a way forward in their their training program and um, nutrition and mental health and, and the whole lot really because it's not just about your physical appearance um, at the end of the day there's so much more um, that we're able to offer clients well so many people think weight loss and they just presume like i've got to go and start at a gym yeah something but yeah. in turn like the gym is the smallest part of a weight loss journey like if you're going to go train but you're not going to eat right or yeah you know sleep well or hydrate or yeah, you know, yeah that's that's right. But I think the gym is integral as far as providing that support, that knowledge around everything else. Yeah, yeah, you can lose weight without going to the gym, but I think for some people, it's finding that that supportive community and and that that voice of knowledge and and continuous um, education about and reinforcing what you shouldn't shouldn't be doing because everyone really knows what they shouldn't shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that's right. But it's, just, it's so easy just to get off track. I think the key, and it's something that we do quite well, but I think we could probably do a little bit better, is the accountability around, Yeah, you know, like it, everyone has their goals, but are you taking them steps every day to work towards them goals? Like not every day you're going to win, but some days you are going to take a step back, but yeah. are you on track? Yeah, and look, everyone's going to have those days where they, they fall off the bandwagon or they're just, you know, or even weeks, but... The more you can decrease that downtime and the more you can reinforce with a client or an athlete or um, whoever you're working with um, those positives and what they need to get back to, the better off they're going to be in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And um, what what do you think some of the things we can do better are? Oh, geez, you put me on the spotlight. What could we do better? Um, I really like um, the onboarding that we've started yeah that's been a good little addition hasn't it yeah so So just giving people that that knowledge and and confidence or greater confidence because it takes a lot of confidence even just to put your hand up and say i want to want to do something um want to attend a gym or a facility so i think that's that's great so the onboarding gives everyone um three pt sessions where we sort of induct them into i guess some of the movements that get yeah. completed so that when they come in they kind of have been they know where like the toilets they know where everything is but they also know how to do most of the exercises you kind of put most of this together and it's worked really well but it's also brought in like a i guess a new client range for us as well yeah well even uh, you know as a client coming into the facility that um you know and i had numerous years experience like it's just nice to be to know just the layout, the layout, know, you know, just those subtle differences um, in the way the program's delivered or, you know, the layout of the, the facility, um, just to come in with that little bit of um, comfort in those areas and, and a little bit of knowledge already. Um, yeah, it's going to be different once you get in there with a group of people, but you just have that um, confidence to, to sort of throw yourself in there. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, what, what was the question about? What can we do oh, better? What can we do better? Obviously, we're working on systems and stuff like that's going to make the whole show flow a lot better. Yeah, again, just communicating, communicating that that staff know um, 
the ins and outs um, and then flowing that on to, to clients that, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, do you mind if we talk about Rani and a celiac? How's that, like, oh, that experience? Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, our middle daughter, Rani, has um, celiac disease, which was diagnosed about six months ago now, I think. Um, so it started with um, just constantly complaining of a sore tummy. But it was often around, you know, going to school time or doing jobs or, you know, like things you just go, oh, you just, and yeah, we just thought, oh, you know, you're just trying to get out of what you need to do. So in the end, I think this one morning I went, right, okay, I'll take you to the doctors. And off we went and I was just expecting him to go, oh, she's, she's fine. Just, she'll be right. Send her to school. Um, but we ended up doing blood tests and ultrasounds and all these assessments. And it, it came back that she had celiac disease, which we thought was going to be the worst thing in the world because her diet revolved around like pasta and you know, everything that she was now not going to be able to have. But um, it's it's been a slow learning curve, but we're, we're managing. Um, and like I said to it, you know, it could be a lot worse. It could have been something that involved medication or surgery or, or you know, something like that to fix. So it, it's just controlled by diet, but she can't have anything that has um, barley, rye, oats or wheat in it um and a lot of things have even just a may contain wheat because they're maybe manufactured in the same factory so um we've got to avoid those things as well um but yeah like this there's so much she can eat but just being a fussy eater um can, can, you know makes it hard at times um it was a pretty long process to sort it out too yeah, yeah. So she um, was, you know, firstly, well, not really diagnosed, but it was flagged that she had celiac disease from blood blood results. And then we had to wait um, to do um, an, an endoscopy, um, which for someone, she can be quite anxious about things at times. So that, that was, you know, caused her a great deal of anxiety along the way. Um but we finally got that done. I think, you know, maybe it was a couple of months we had to wait um, for that. We picked the best day you possibly could to go to uh, Westmead. It was um, Disney Day or something something like that. So everyone was dressed up in costume and the Batmobile was out the front of the hospital and just going, oh, my gosh, we couldn't have planned this any better. Uh, and it was, you know, it was um, late November, so Santa was coming around and giving everyone a teddy. So that all made it um, a little less daunting, I think. Um, but she she came through that quite well. There was no complications, and um, I think it wasn't long after that that we got the the positive diagnosis. Um, and yeah, and, but pretty much once we stepped away from the hospital, we were on that gluten free diet. You know, like instant. Oh yeah, definitely. Like sore tummies gone, um, moods were were better. Wouldn't say they were spot on, but they were better. Um, and and she's then been able to moderate and control, you know, her level of anxiety and things as well. Just yeah, yeah. And um, I had a question then. Where was I going? 
Oh, it's obviously just been trial and error with the foods and stuff. Like well, the, as far as picking the foods, obviously there's, there's really good there's no, free range now. Yeah, like it's there changed is changed a lot in the last few years. There is, yeah. Look, there's no trial and error as far as what you can give up. Like it's just got to be gluten free. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. But there's a lot of different varieties now of everything, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. There, there is. There's, there's. Well, obviously, all your fresh fruit and veggies, your meat, um, are all gluten free. Um, yeah. You've got to check some of the processed meats, obviously, but um, anything that's just um package yeah pa- yeah that's anything that's packaged you've got to be careful of because um it like i said even if it's a like it might go from being gluten-free but then perhaps that gets manufactured in another factory that does manufacture products with gluten and then there's you know the they put a may contain statement on there um which then takes that out of a diet so yeah, she's a bit bit fussy, but we've found a few things that she really gluten free breads and stuff, and that are pretty good nowadays too. Oh, we haven't found one haven't of those yet. Out. No, no. Um, what about like pizza bases and stuff? Yeah, like, that's yeah. All, she quite like, enjoys. You can even go corn chips and stuff for nachos, like gluten free. Yeah. Like yeah, there, there are a lot of things. It, yeah. it's just limited by by her really. Yeah, yeah what she likes. Yeah. yeah, and then you've just got to be careful because a lot of that packaged stuff is you know, highly processed and yeah. thrown in sugar to like any packaged yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, when they're kids too, like I used to be like really caught up that Eli was going to eat like super, you know, healthy. But sometimes it's just like, and I've read a quote that was like, when you're a kid, you eat like a kid. When you're an adult, you eat like an adult. And that was kind of like, you know, he can eat, you know, if he's not going to eat that, but he'll eat that. Like yeah. Oh, look. And I just, to a certain degree. Yeah. And there's times I think, oh, look, there's plenty of kids that live on chicken nuggets and chips. Yeah. Like, she and she's a long way in front of that. Yeah. So, yeah, as long as they're happy and healthy. Yeah, 100%. We'll forgo a few veggies at the moment. Yeah. And obviously, like, Al's um, pretty busy on the farm, especially at the moment. Like, last few years haven't been... Super busy. Yeah, so um, he, I guess he got into training because things on the farm were so quiet, like it was, you know, we're in a drought. Was that um, a bit of a surprise for you when he showed in and said he's going to go to the gym? No, no, no he's always... Um, he's always pretty active. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he, he often flaunts his natural fitness. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, yeah, he's often, you know, he's, he's played rugby and... Um, at times he'd go to the gym when you know yeah. when I was managing, or he'd be throwing a few weights around at home. Um, I guess this is probably the most consistently. I think he's trained over time, um, and he jumped in on a Zoom. As you know, the, he, he's not sure about. He, he's looking forward to the gym opening back up. Just yeah, having different. that, yeah, that um, social interaction. The farm in crew too. There's a few farmers like yeah. Maddie and Jimmy and. Yeah, off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, so he he's yeah, like I said, and he was the one that got me sort of yeah. back training again. Um, it, yeah, it's a shame that you have to you know, it's take it took a drought to sort of get him going, and now it's uh, busy. He probably, or well, hopefully, he still has enough time. Yeah. How um how do you find the balance when he's busy with kids and? Oh, um, yeah, that, that's, that's tricky. Like even still you've been like before you were working at LTF, like you were still fitting in pump classes and yeah, stuff as well um, around it, which would have been tough. Yeah, it, it is always a juggle. Um, 
And I, I guess when he's really busy, I just write myself off as a single parent almost. Like that's his, like he's got to do that. That's his job. That's our bread and butter. Um, and my side of the equation is, yeah, you know, managing the kids and um, and whatever I'm doing. Um, so yeah, it it can be can be tricky, but as the kids get older, it's it's getting so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, so much 100%. easier. How old are the kids now? Ollie's just gone to boarding school. He has. Yeah, Ollie's in, in year seven um, and loving boarding school to the point where I'm hanging off the phone to try and get any sort of comp- – waiting for any sort of uh, communication. Right on, Mum, I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, that's about right too now, it is, which is lovely because I'm not sure I'd be able to handle it if he wasn't um, happy. So, yeah, that's great. I was at, uh, in year seven and Ra's in year five, so two more years and she'll be off as well. And uh, Stell's in year two. Yeah. She's our baby. And the kids are very sporty as well. That must make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they love their... pushed on to them? No, 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 no. Gosh, no. Um, they, yeah, we've... Whatever they've really wanted to do, we again, I guess, just like my mom and dad did for me. Whatever you wanted to involve yourself in, um, we're happy to support. Uh, though I've got to draw the line at cricket. We've yeah. never encouraged cricket. <laughs> Holy dooly! Um, but yeah, they all took up footy last year for the first year. So all played um, his junior rugby league, and the girls played league tag, and that, and they all all love that. Um, Stella'd have a go at anything. She's probably a bit like me. She'll have a crack. Ra sort of picks and chooses what she likes, but then she'll be all in. And she could do anything she absolutely wanted to. She's, yeah, she's very sporty. And Ol's um, looking forward to playing a bit of rugby union once they're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the girls have been jumping on a few of the Zoom calls. Rani gets in and normally gives it a good go. Still oh. normally go and walk about by the time the warm-up's over. Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, it's nice to have uh, a bit of company. And Ra can, you know, yeah, try and keep up with burpees with her or whatever. She, she'll have a really good crack at it and, and she loves it. But, yeah, still sort of she'll be interested for five minutes and then she'll be laying underneath you or she'll be trying to give you a high five. <laughs> every box jump you do or she'll be slapping you on the bum and I'm like, right, you're out. <laughs> now, I think it's good that um, the kids can, like, see you exercising as well. Like, even at the gym, like, the kids that come along, like, I think it's beneficial that they see the yeah. parents exercise. Like, it's not something that I've seen my parents do kind of thing. Like mum might have did a bit of walking or something maybe, but yeah. I think times have changed a lot though. Like and like parents nowadays are more inclined to exercise than parents. Definitely, definitely. I, I love being that positive role model um, for the kids. Um, I think I posted up a picture of the girls had drawn, um, they had to draw their Mother's Day it was Mother's Day and they were drawing a picture of their mum. And Ra's picture, I've got these really cool bicep muscles. <laughs> That's really awesome, right? You see me like that. I'm not sure they're that big. <laughs> I will take it. I will have to show you. No, I just, that was a real proud mum, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is really strange to say. But it's going, if that's how you see me, doll, that's awesome. I'm yeah. glad that. And, yeah, and she will often say now, I want to be like you, mum, when I grow up. 
yeah, that's cool. That, that's awesome. Yeah. You can do whatever you want, but yeah. Yeah. And um, you and Al jumped pretty hard on the nutrition train at one point. Like, yeah. What were some of the major changes that you've made with that? Oh, look, um, oh, yeah, lots of things. Like we'd probably just over time, like with the drought and floods and lots of lots of things had gone on um it's crazy when you said droughts i know well this i know uh, yeah you know yes yeah it, it was everything was just getting thrown at us and we just converted to surviving i guess and taking those quick options and um you know and being time poor at times just you know whatever was quick and easy and the carbs had just crept up and up and, and you sort of know you, you're not eating great, but until you sort of start tracking, um, which is what we, we did with you, um, you just don't realise exactly how out of balance everything is. And it's not that you don't, like you go back from, you, you're only eating small amounts. Like you can still eat a lot of food. And, and there were times where we were going, oh my God, how, like I can't eat, <laughs> I can't eat the, the amount of protein that I need to like, to get my numbers today but over time we just brought that balance back in and it was through just you know tracking those macronutrients and and um and being better prepared but obviously you're not tracking at the moment but once you do it for a small amount of time like it's pretty easy to you get a better idea of what yeah exactly what what you're doing and how much you're eating and what you're putting in your mouth um and what is what is in that so and you notice the difference how you felt Definitely, definitely. Um, before it and before even training and, and whatnot, just so foggy, like just just that brain fog that, that hangs around and um, just feeling really flat and, you know, lots, I guess a lot of um, those things a lot of people could relate to, like just not feeling like you're running at 100%. Food is fuel, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just eating for the sake of eating rather than eating to fuel your body and and to function optimally. Yeah, 100%. What a power in what you eat. Yes. Yeah. And it's good being around a community that is talking about nutrition and um, and not dieting or, or restricting, but just looking, you know, legitimately at what you're eating and what, it, what is involved in that and... Um, you know, just tweaking. It's not about making huge changes. It's about just tweaking. Yeah, like we're big on not losing five kilos and not putting it back on. Like we want sustainable changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no no. Um, there's no point making drastic changes if you know you can't maintain that. Hundred percent. And the thing is, over time, those small changes. When you look at where you've got to from where you started, like it is a major change, but you've done it gradually and you've done it in steps and that's what makes it sort of... In your time in the industry, you would have seen lots of fad diets come and go. Oh, yeah. What have been some of the classics that you've seen? Oh, oh just, look, there's lots of terrible ones. Just anything that cuts out whole food groups or... Yeah. Juice cleanse. Oh and, yeah, or just just drinking smoothies or yeah, meal replacement shakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you think? Like, what do you think everyone 
wants to always take these easier options that are going to get them these quick results but then mm. hard question yeah i guess we're all just impatient aren't we yeah like we just want to we want to get to where we want to get to now um don't really want to maybe look a bit deeper and and see or understand the why or the how um yeah everyone just wants a quick fix i think like the the saying like the five kilos didn't get there in you know five weeks or whatever sometimes like like a powerful one i use with the clients like yeah hang on you're in it for the long road yeah yeah that's right um the problem with all the meal replacement shakes is you 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 will get the results but as soon as you go back to eating well you're not going to do that for the rest of your life no for sure like and then your body's just going to be malnutrition and oh and then you often put what you put what you took off plus you know double that like you just you're back to where you started or worse it's it's a pretty sad cycle really when you know if they just sort of stopped and made those small changes, didn't put your body through all that stress and... Yeah, 100%. Something we didn't touch on either is um, I got my first job that wasn't at the pool at the gym working <laughs> for you. I think Nelly hired all the Thought Boys. They must oh, have been good have, workers. I would have sorted them two out. They don't, I don't think they got much of a work ethic. <laughs> it must have been all right to get a start. <laughs> must have... Uh, interviewed okay yeah no there's um bit of history there isn't there yeah and then i go to essential energy and then you went yeah then you put on (laughs) some stupid amount of weight 20 kilos plus (laughs) (laughs) yeah that wasn't a very good career move was it no end up back in the game yeah meant to happen learned a lot of lessons and um yeah that's right it's um yeah like I couldn't possibly have gone into business back then and, you know, give it your all. Oh, no. I think working for someone else and learning, you know, how you want to be treated, how you like people to be treated and how, you know, you don't like to be treated and stuff, like there's good lessons to be. Yeah. Learned. I kind of trust that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's right. And um, I guess the gym was sort of like a good place for a lot of young people to come and um, get some work experience, similar to the pool, really. Um and then, you know, all your good workers disappear. Yeah, it happens with everybody, doesn't it? Like, I know mum's, like, all her good stuff, like, disappear. Like, yeah. 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 Let's wrap it up. Anything we didn't touch on? Oh, I think that's that'll let's, do it, like. Let's dive into these five questions quickly. Tell us something about you that no one would know. Oh, gosh. I, you know what? I thought of something, then I totally forgot about it. Um... And then, then I can only think of a couple of things that maybe only a few people would know. So um, one is we won an Australian university championship, like a rugby union team, went to Perth, and um, we won the Australian university games that year. Well, was that like Bathurst CSU? Yeah. Won it? Yeah. 15 aside? Um, or sevens? I think it was 15. Yeah. That so we went been... all the way to Perth on a bus. On a but bus? Yeah, yeah, on a bus. It was a two-day trip over and back. Non-stop that would have been, Nelly, or what? Oh, no, we. I think we pulled up overnight somewhere. Jeez, must have been going pretty... Yeah, oh, would I think we had a couple of bus drivers. Would have been sleeping and, the whole way after the party, I can't I remember the way home. Was that uni games? 
Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard plenty of stories about that. I reckon it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one was that um, as well as employing you, Logue, I think I – well, I did. I babysat you and the boys yeah, right. when you were younger. <laughs> Got no recollection. No, I've had a really bad memory of my childhood, actually. Like, oh. I am, um, like – Jimmy McDonald always tells me that I bullied him in year five, oh, and I don't no. remember that. And now we're good, really good mates, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I was uh, I, don't know. I was your babysitter as well, so that makes me I feel remember really your old. Sister babysitting me, but I'm not yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, best piece of advice you've ever been given? <sighs> Again, I knew these were coming, so I was trying to have a think. I get, I think it's changed over time. Like at different periods of my life, like I think, you know, for example, when I was studying for the for the HSC, I remember a teacher going, you know, don't sit up and watch the TV show. Like, go and study. You can go and watch that. You know, you it's wasting your time essentially. Like, you know, you could be studying. It's only a, a small portion of your life, um, and then you can put that on repeat tomorrow. Um, when it comes to the – oh, and then probably after uni days, like, and when I was taking on so much, like, all these different jobs, like, someone gave me the advice, just say no. Learn to say no. Yeah, something that um, I really worked on last year was, like, going to things that I didn't really want to go to. It's just, like, yeah. I end up going because I don't have much free time anymore. Like, you don't really want to spend it somewhere you don't really, like, want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, with the kids, that sort of period of my life when they were really young, like, just – um, you know, taking on what um, suits, you know, what works for you the, and discarding um, the rest. All like the committees that you end up on as oh, a parent. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the best bit of advice is just whatever works for you at the time. Like, um, you know, listen to those good people that you've got around you and, and they'll look after you and they'll, they'll guide you. Yeah, 100%. Key word, they're good people, huh? Mm. Not listen to anyone. Yeah. Is there anything that's happened to you that you thought would be the worst thing in your life that's turned out to be a blessing? Well, probably just being made redundant from the gym. Like, yeah. like I said, I was sort of that that was a big blow, and I took that pretty hard. But in the end, I'd be able to. I've now got a far better work life balance um, than I had um, in a job I love. Um, I'm able to support Al on the farm when I can. Um, you know, I can support the kids and attend um, their functions the majority of the time. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it normally takes a couple of years to look back on something. Yeah, like that look, realize, you're like, like, yeah. you don't instantly me, go, this is essential. a blessing. That's why I love asking it. Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to be in five years? Um, five years. It's, it's not a big amount of time, but a lot of things are going to change for us. Like, all the kids will be... At boarding school by then. Yeah. So. Will be finished? You'll be near 12. Oh gosh, I hadn't even. I was only just looking to Stella. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, so they'll all, we'll have all three at boarding school. So I sort of was picturing instantly this life of leisure and luxury for Al and I <laughs> a little bit more. But in saying now that you remind me of that, we will be probably eating two minute noodles and uh, <laughs> not going anywhere. Um, but I'd love to think that I still have this balance. Um, I'd like to continue my education um, around, you know, training and coaching. 
um, and helping out with clients. Um, love to think the farm was flourishing. Five good crops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, so I've, I've really just got this really glowing picture of, of how life will be and, um, yeah, even better than it is now. Yeah, and what drives you to um, continually try to strive for better education? It's probably something I look back on and think I didn't do well enough, um, particularly when I was having the kids. Um, I sort of, like when I had my, when I took my maternity leave each time, I took that and like didn't even really, um, didn't do anything as far as education in those times. Um, and I guess I wish I, I had, but I probably couldn't have when I think about it because it's such a, um, or can be a stressful time as, as a new parent. And um, so I was glad I had that time, but I, I just think that we can all, we can all do better. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that's not, a, and I don't mean to say that as a judgment on anyone, but I, I think we can, you know, learn more, be kinder, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, there's I, always room for improvement. I like, I'm big into it too, but I cruised through life at Essential for 10 years. Like, and we like, wouldn't get a day out of our phone battery because we'd spend so much time yeah. on our phones. And like, I just look back now and think, well, podcasts weren't probably that big of a thing. Sure, they were around, but like audio book podcasts could have took a book. Like now I'm trying to read every day. and Yeah. Um, but I think doing that and realising that I didn't learn that much is probably... Oh, it's such a waste of our time. And I just feel myself like physically ill at times thinking about how much time you can waste on technology. And, you know, you pick your phone up to check an email and then you're on Facebook or you're, you know swiping through social media and then you just you just think how much time am i wasting when i could be putting it towards good and and um yeah improving myself one of the quotes that's kind of got me thinking a lot about it was if i'm sitting here in this same chair next year and i only know what i know now i'm going to be filthy with myself like it's yeah kind of a good thing to think about in 12 months time like what have you learned like then, i know the last 12 months for me have been really good yeah. But you get the option each day to learn something or you don't, you know. Not every day you're going to win like we spoke about. No, that, that's right. But there's a better life out there for everyone and it doesn't have to mean more money or, you know, um, a better job or whatever. Just But just more knowledge for yourself is, is very empowering, I think, um, in just making, you know, your day-to-day decisions and, you know, decisions around your family and and. Yeah. I'll look at something now though and it's three thousand dollars and I'll be going that nah, no way I'm doing that. But then if there was like a weekend course that I could learn heaps out of and it was three thousand dollars, like I've got no hesitation there. Yeah. Kinda of, that's how my mind thinks now. Yeah, yeah. At times you do have to invest to gain that knowledge or, or information, but there's a lot of things that you know what does a book cost? Well, you know, or a podcast is free, like you can go and um get knowledge from every corner of the world now for next to nothing. So, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Favourite quote? Oh, I guess one that I, I try and live by is um, treat others how you want to be treated. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, be kind. Yeah, kindness always wins. I'd like to think so. All good.
thanks for jumping on. Not so bad after all. You're pretty no, nervous. No, I got, got through it. Like... I strung you out for a couple of hours <laughs> before I let you get on to. Yeah. Oh no, done now. Take my first podcast off. I think um, I think we might make it a bit of a regular thing. Do like a oh, coach's corner so? or something. <laughs> might get like Caleb in for one. To we'll see what the feedback's Morgan's like. For one. <laughs> <laughs> all good. Till next time. Later. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. I'm sick of us not doing this right. That's why I think I'm cutting you from my life. No more. Wasted energy spending a piece for every hour of waste. I need an escape to center me. And I don't mean to make a rush for the door, but time's a currency. I'm currently poor. I'll be leaving it soon. I don't mean to be rude, but this scene ain't for me. Like your mom's seeing your nudes. I Thanks for listening, guys. If you like this, uh, screenshots, share it on your Instagram story and tag Logan Thorpe and Logan Thorpe Fitness. If you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a review. Uh, if there's any guests that you'd like me to try and get on, reach out and uh, I'm more than happy to reach out and ask them. Till next time.